Shot with Cap and Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. That's why I see Good morning and welcome into the Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show here on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. With Courtney Cronin in for Cap, I'm Jay Hood. Glad to have you in today as we review Super Bowl 57. What a game. What a questionable finish. A lot of things we got to talk about around this game that took place yesterday in the desert. 312-332-3776 is our phone number at this time every day. We do shot or no shot. Here's Shay Norling. Shay? Good morning. Let's uh, dive right in. Good with morning. A, with a Super Bowl-themed shot or no shot. Uh, all Super Bowl questions. The Kool-Aid man comes right through with a good morning and it's Super Bowl. We got a job to do, man, and it's the damn Super Bowl. There's a lot to get to. I want to get right to it. Oh, yeah. Go ahead, buddy. That's where I want to start. Now, Courtney brought this up a little bit, the greatness of Patrick Mahomes in the last hour. To come out of the halftime locker room with a high ankle sprain and do what he did in the second half, lead the Chiefs to a win, their seventh straight victory when trailing, entering the fourth quarter, eighth straight, I believe, which is an all-time record. The fact he came out and did this, he's now two-time league MVP, two-time Super Bowl champion, two-time Super Bowl MVP. Shot or no shot, he is one of the five greatest quarterbacks ever already. I'll say that's a shot. And I know that's probably a little controversial because when we're talking about the totality of someone's career and you've got, I mean, Tom Brady's Super Bowl wins aside, I think that's probably how we have to boil this thing down because he's not close to Brady. Not yet, but if he retires today, Shay, he goes to the Hall of Fame. Active quarterbacks, he's the only one with two Super Bowl rings. He reversed the curse on winning the MVP and being the NFL's passing yards leader and winning a Super Bowl. That hasn't happened since Kurt Warner, 1999, so... I I don't think that's a I don't think it's difficult to parse through that. He's the greatest of this generation. Brady's his own generation. Yeah. And if he retires today, immediately into Canton. So I think putting him in that group of the Brady's, maybe you know, Elway, Bradshaw, Montana, do you I I would put him above Peyton and oh, Eli. Okay, let's let's do this together, you and I. Let's okay. do this together. Because this will come up, right? If he's top five, and Brady's part of that top five, Montana and Elway, are they still in that top five? I mean, see, my thought on Montana and Elway is that used to be the conversation in the 80s, mm-hmm. who's better, who's best. And then Brady breaks through all that controversy. Sure. Like, there's no more Brady versus Montana because those are the two best at the time. Brady wins seven rings. Okay, so... Peyton Manning still on that list for you? No. That top five? Okay. He'd be like six for me. Okay, then who fits in that? If Mahomes is part of that five, who else is left? I would put, if you want to just like, we'll go make it easy. We'll put Mahomes at five because he's still playing. Yeah. So then like backing it up, it's some combination of Brady is at number one. And yeah. then two three, two, two, three, and four would be Elway, Bradshaw, and probably Montana. Which Bradshaw? Like Terry Bradshaw? Terry. Which one are you thinking of? Uh, I was thinking about the wrestler. Uh, Bradshaw. Terry Bradshaw. It's 4-0 in the Super Bowl. (sighs) He attempted like six passes. (laughs) I know he had the deep dive on that. That's the thing about Terry Bradshaw, right? Great running game. Mm Iron, different era. Iron Gate as an offensive line. It's not like I was around to see it. I just watched the films like all the rest of us. What do you think, Shay? Because we break down the Bradshaw numbers. And again, the Manning people will not be happy with this. They believe that Peyton Manning still believes and uh, should belong in that mix. 
that top five. Does Mahomes belong in that top five? Yes, he does. This morning, I could say that for sure. Yeah, I agree. I've, I may venture he's in the top three. I've already told you I think he's the best quarterback I've ever watched. That's fair. I just don't want, for me, I'm different than most in which I like to see a body of work, an entire body of work, and then I could be able to do that. Now, in the moment, is he top five for me? Absolutely. Look at what he's been able to do. Yeah. So Two I, Super Bowls yeah. in his first five seasons, and you go back to the others of our generation who have done that, whether it's Roethlisberger or Brady, neither of them in their first Super Bowl were much more than an afterthought. Of course, Roethlisberger was like 9 for 21. He was terrible. Brady didn't do much in that first Super Bowl. Mahomes, going back to the 49ers Super Bowl, maybe didn't have his best game. I think he was like 26 of 48, but he still was the centerpiece of that offense. He has been the centerpiece of this Chiefs team his entire career, and now, like Brady, he's very much in that. It's not just the conversation. He's there of, I am a mainstay at this stage of the NFL season. Every year you can expect the Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback to be at that stage of the game or contending for it. I don't think unless Andy Reid retires, unless something happens with Patrick Mahomes, that they won't ever be in the mix for that every year from here on out. I know this is going to happen on Around the Horn. It's already happened this morning about Brady versus Mahomes, and that's not the conversation. I think we dug into the better conversation of those in the middle both Manning brothers, Eli and Peyton. It's Ben Roethlisberger. It's how you feel about Aaron Rodgers this morning. Rodgers versus Mahomes as Mahomes. That's more interesting conversation to me mm-hmm. because, again, it's a, it's a hill that's very difficult for the next generation to climb. Seven rings. I mean, sustained success like that. Like, I don't look at Brady because that's so far away. But the others, that's what's interesting to me. And I think he's climbed over a lot of really quality quarterbacks we've had in the 2000s. All right, Shay, what else do we have? All right, I got one more question about the game, and then I want to get into some of the fun of the Super Bowl. Uh, The Eagles may have lost, but they continued to be probably the most dominant quarterback sneak team the league has ever seen. They took advantage of some rules that let them get formations out there and let running backs push the pile forward. Mm -hmm. Uh, They've converted 33 of their 37 attempts this season. The best mark ever. Shot or no shot. The NFL needs to change this rule this offseason. What do you think, Courtney? I mean... They they altered this rule a few years ago Mm -hmm. to allow for this to happen. And Kaylin Kaler, who writes for The Athletic, did a really good deep dive into how other people in the league feel about it. So I'll say, like... It's a shot. It's 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 a, it's a shot because mm-hmm. you have a lot of coaches who are upset about this. And when you get to own combine, you get to the owners' meetings, and all these rules committees get together. There's going to be people who are not happy with the push from behind that these quarterbacks are getting. But you cannot deny it; they're better than everybody else. The offensive line goes low. Hertz can find his happy medium. I mean, my goodness, you see Chris Jones on the attempt where it was just like, you know, I wish I would have saved my head and the potential. (laughs) I wish I would have saved that blow to my helmet for something that actually mattered where I had a chance to affect affect the play. Mm -hmm. Because he was, you know, shot out of a cannon on that and didn't affect anything. Like, it's so morally defeating for a team when you're lining up against your opponent. And you know the play they're going to run, it's an automatic thing. That they're going to get it 99% yes. of the time. Yes. And that is the that is the Philadelphia Eagles with the quarterback sneak. I like that. Actually, That that's more effective than the ring around the rosy, Shay. They tried that again. Hard, hard to do that ring around the rose with tired that's legs. That's slay garbage again. You, see, you saw what the Eagles tried to do, though. Uh, not, I'm sorry, the Chiefs tried to do that ring around the rosy thing. They went around the old roulette table. No. We, we know what's coming. Bam. 
Good old I, Matt Nagy for you. Thanks, Ron. It worked once. Now let's <laughs> run it into the ground. Again, if you haven't watched football, you're at the Super Bowl party, you're saying, hey, am I high? What's going on here? What are those guys doing? So it's a shot, Shay. What else? All right, let's get to some of the fun. During the trophy presentation ceremony after the game, Fox's Terry Bradshaw wanted to get attention of one Andy Reid. Listen to this. Big guy. I'm going to get the big guy in here. Come on, waddle over here. <laughs> waddle on over here, big fella. Oh, my God. Shot or no shot. Time to get Terry Bradshaw off that podium. <laughs> Wait. So you've got 18 people on the Fox pregame. And Terry Bradshaw with the hat comes on there. Now, here's the thing. Think about all the television guys um, that are bright personalities, like, you know, Charles Barkley, like, you know, polarizing, right? Terry Bradshaw, he's not polarizing at all. He's just a goof with a hat. I mean, that's what he is, man. He just, he just says things, open mouth and says things. Like I didn't, I didn't feel like that. That uh, Andy Reid should take offense. I'm sure they've known each other for years. I'm about to say he made that comment, knowing that that's gonna hit with Andy Reid, and Andy Reid wouldn't be offended by it. Because but, wasn't he talking about cheeseburgers? Yes. Like, but at some, the, but at the same time, you've never seen this. If you haven't watched football all season, and you see this guy with a hat, <laughs> and just like, what did he just say? Did he call him fat? Did he fat shame Andy? Andy Reid absolutely called him fat ass. Andy Reid doesn't care. <laughs> he doesn't care. They've known each other for years. Nate Burleson is Fox, right? He is CBS. Darn. He is the. I uh, would. I would put him on. I think he's the best oh. of any of the pregame analysts on any of the network. Nate hey, Burleson's a big shooter. He's moved on to CBS News. You know. I mean, yeah, he's 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 Michael Strahan now. Yeah, that's exactly what he is. So he's, so then by that logic, if I have to stick with the Fox crew and not like you know like cross pollinate here, I would say that Michael Strahan should have been the guy doing the Super Bowl trophy interviews with the head coach and everybody on the podium. At least with Michael Strahan, you're not worried about what he's going to say in that situation. With no, he's Terry, polished. With Terry, it's it's fifty fifty. You know, I always wonder about this, Shay. I've always said this. I said this like a year ago. What does Howie Long do? Go ahead, next. <laughs> I mean, seriously, like a guy I think that has a good... He has... What? What did I say? It's, it makes me laugh because my mom loves Howie Long. Oh, no, just like... She watches the broadcast. Oh, this Howie Long, he's fantastic. And I think the same thing as you. Just, he's like on the wall. After, Somebody wake him up. After Rihanna performed and they were all kind of talking on the field, just trying to get to the commercial break, my mom pointed out, she... Who is that guy in the middle? And that was Howie Long. So I guess my mom's probably on the opposite side of what your mom thinks about Howie Long, Shay. Because he didn't do anything. He was just standing there. The ladies are hot for Howie. I think so, too. I think that, that they love the flat top. But I think that he has actually more to offer, but it's not allowed because there's 18 mics on that show. Seriously, I think that Howie has a good football thought. Mm -hmm. Can't get it out, though. Got Jimmy Johnson. He got Crazy Terry. You know, just like, you know, you had Kurt Menefee. You don't have time. Shay, what else? All right, we got to get to Rihanna's halftime show. There's always yes. a little bit of controversy. Some people love the halftime show. Some people hate the halftime show. I fell on the side that loved it. I was really impressed. She comes out pregnant, which was confirmed today, on this floating stage. She sings 10 songs. They're all hits because her catalog is just bangers. Shot or no shot? This was a top three halftime show ever. Wasn't well, no shot. It's not a top three halftime show. Uh, and by the way, I'm glad it was confirmed today that she was pregnant and, and it wasn't gas. Yeah. Yes. It, yes. She, yes. Yeah, you could tell maybe there was something going on there. Mm -hmm. Rihanna, I thought her show was fantastic last night because she's being on a platform that far up and pregnant in the air. I mean, what she was doing, she was singing her classics. Mm -hmm. That's what she was doing. And again, 
I'm saying this, and I'm going to do it very, uh, you know, in a very soft tone and very syrupy because I know the uh, Rihanna Beehive, uh, they come after you. I, I think that she was terrific last night. I did. Top three, no, but definitely solid. No shot for me on the top three. Shot for me on how she skirted around all of those perceived OSHA violations of hanging <laughs> suspended in the air well pregnant, no less. Yes. Because I didn't see any sort of suspension on her because typically when, you know, someone's, you know, when Benny the Bull is coming down from the, the rafters, like he's got that thing on you know the back of him. And I did not see any of that with her. I the best part of the show for me. Because she was, she was playing, imagine having a catalog like that where you can just rip off hit after hit and you didn't even hit the whole thing. Yep. When I heard Work, that song that's on Anti, when I heard like the opening chords of it, I think I tweeted because I was like, oh, please, do not bring him out for this. Because right, right. I was like, that's the first one where she had, that was a, a song that she did with Drake. And I was yeah. just thrilled that she had the show and the stage to herself in that moment it was all class she did such a great job there's nothing controversial about the halftime no. which i think is great when we can stay away from that and steer clear of anything that's going to steal the thunder of the second half she was she was incredible but top three for me no i will not say it was top three jay moore you gotta be careful hoodie it's uh, Rihanna's Navy, uh, not the Beehive. Beehive is Beyonce. I mean, just uh, I mean, a Navy be- Beehive. Her fans. Yeah, there, there you go. Yeah, her, her ardent fans. Is that fair? I, I'll use that. That's fair. Your Twitter should be great. I just okay. That's good. That's that's what, that's why I was very concerned. You know, I put the glasses on because I wrote this. I, I read a statement. <laughs> you notice that, right? That was not off the cuff, folks. That was right off the yellow pad. I read a statement, making sure that it was clear that I enjoyed her uh, her her performance last night. And and bitch, but I got uh, bitch, but I had my money was first. That's a shocker, Shay. That's a shocker. But I said that last week. Not would first, but not first though. It's ten to one odds that it would be the first song. Tone first. setter. You know, you know. I found this out recently. They're not paid for halftime acts. Are not paid for their performance because that's deemed free advertising. Mm-hmm. I know that she's doing some special, I think it's Apple Music, kind of a behind the scenes of Super Bowl. She's getting paid a lot for. Yeah. But maybe that was a little nudge towards the NFL of, I'm doing this for free, but you should also still pay me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's what I, I was reading into it too much. I think, <laughs> I think it's interesting, though. Uh, coming up next, Patrick Mahomes. We talk about him as the Chiefs win over the Eagles 38-35. to Where is he amongst the best? We discuss it and also hear from Patrick Mahomes. That's coming up next. Cap and Jay Hood, weekday mornings at 7. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. Cap and Jay Hood are back on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. We hear from the great Alex Brown coming your way at 9 o'clock. Former Bear, our friend here at ESPN 1000, getting his thoughts. He played in the Super Bowl. He'll tell us his thoughts about the Kansas City Chiefs winning another Super Bowl, this time against the Eagles 38-35 with Courtney Cronin in for cap. I'm Jay Hood here on ESPN 1000, also on the ESPN Chicago app, the same ESPN Chicago app in which you can find the Bear Down podcast with Black and Abdallah. Need more Bears? Check out the Bear Down podcast available now on the ESPN Chicago app. Patrick Mahomes, when you think about this era now, Courtney, in 2023, he's akin to LeBron James and those that are in the public eye winning championships and 
um, likable for sure. But as, as, as far as on the playing surface, though, Patrick Mahomes right now, that is, to me, the pinnacle. In a, in a, in a league now that's rich with young quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes is the one to chase. Nothing against Brady. Brady signed his retirement papers officially, so he's out. Aaron Rodgers is definitely going to the Hall of Fame, as we know, and he's had a great career. But I think that for the next generation, the, the future's bright in the NFL, the quarterback position, but it's led by Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, he's on the Mount Rushmore yeah. already with two Super Bowl rings. He's the only active quarterback with that feat, and that trumps the others that are were he was tied with up until you know 10 p.m. Central Time last night. Mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford's won one Super Bowl. Yes. Russell Wilson has won one Super Bowl. You can go down the list of quarterbacks currently playing in the NFL. Aaron Rodgers being one of those. Mahomes is, I don't think it's controversial to say head and shoulders above where everybody else is right now. And it's not just because he has the head and shoulders sponsorship. Um, I I just thought of that actually in the moment. You know, I'm listening. Right? I know. Go I ahead. Know. Go ahead. I, I just now I'm thinking about it. I was like, I was like, how did you, oh yeah, he actually has the. He's got great hair. My God, Hall of Famer for that immediately. Yes. But no, if you need a squeegee, absolutely great hair. <laughs> he's just the way that he's done it too, and the stuff that happened last night in the second half with the ankle injury only adds to the legend, right? Mm-hmm. Because. We think about these gladiator sort of moments with athletes and what LeBron did in you know 2016, the gladiator moment of leading the Cavs back from a 3-1 deficit and winning the finals in seven games and, and all that he's done throughout his career, breaking the scoring title the other day at 38 years old. Mahomes at 27, which when you look at all of the quarterbacks that were remaining in the championship round, he was the old head of the group, which is... A great sign for where we are as a league for all the young quarterbacks that are coming along because it's exciting quarterback play. Everything's skewed towards the offense. So if, if that's going to happen, even though scoring was down this year, historic lows, but if everything's going to skew offensively, you at least want the quarterback play to be up to standard to where you can be okay with seeing a holding call on a James Bradbury and knowing that, frankly, it's impossible to play defense in the NFL. Like, you are... You are swimming upstream without a life raft with you, trying to play defense. But the quarterback play, I think, in the big picture, makes up for some of the, of the many deficiencies of the NFL because you're seeing it at such a high level. But Mahomes is here. You've got Josh Allen and Joe Burrow, a two, a good tier or two tiers below him because what he's doing right now he's on the Brady track where he's going to be a staple in the Super Bowl this stage of the game for years to come and it's going to be hard for guys to catch up with him because how many players how many quarterbacks have we said they'll get back there they got to the Super Bowl like they'll get back there eventually you'll get your ring that's hard yeah in this league it is hard it's it's like think about Philip Rivers I know he's talked about that before when he was with you know, the chargers of how difficult he never got back. Right. And that's the, you know, for someone like a Josh Allen who is yet to get there. I mean, I think Joe Burrow will be back. I think Justin Herbert will eventually get there, but that's a hard path to climb. Like, and even for Jalen Hurts, he's been there now. Will he get back? I mean, the Eagles team itself could come apart in a lot of different ways this offseason that could prevent a quarterback from doing that. But when you have the combination of a Mahomes, a Reed, and everything that's gone right for them, 
I just think that that's something that's very, very difficult to do and why he's going to remain on the Mount Rushmore and could go to the Hall of Fame today if he retired. Some thoughts from Patrick Mahomes regarding Jalen Hurts. Again, it took you a while to get to Hurts, by the way. Which I, th- which I think, well, but again, when we talk about the names that you mentioned and Herbert, and that's only because of what we, what he looks like and how he looks the part, um, the hope is, is that he does not regress but he's there, and I think definitely. It's just because the AFC for me is so yeah. loaded with these guys: Lamar, Hertz, Allen, Burrow. Those are some of the names that you mentioned. But what about Hertz? Some thoughts here from Patrick Mahomes on Jalen. If there was any doubters left, there there shouldn't be now. I mean, the way he stepped up on this stage um, and ran through the ball, whatever it took for his team to win. I mean, that was a special performance. I don't, I don't want to get lo- I don't want it to get lost in the in the the loss that they had. I mean. Even whenever we got all the momentum in that game and, and we went up eight points in the fourth quarter for him to respond and move his team right down the football field and run it in himself for the two-point conversion, it was a special performance by him, man. And, uh, I mean, it, you make sure you appreciate that when you look back on this game. The thoughts there from Patrick Mahomes on Jalen Hurts. Again, Hurts played well. And when you look at those stats, when you look at everything that we saw there, um, you would think, man, there's no way that the Eagles lost that game. They got everything else except the final score, Courtney. They, the Eagles got the advantage on first downs, third down conversions, plays, passing yards, total yards, uh, and time of possession. Only thing they didn't get is a score, 38-35. But otherwise, you know, otherwise, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play? You know, they got everything they needed except that last play. And this is why it frustrates some people about Bradbury. But again, had talked to Patrick Mahomes because he's part of a championship team. And that's what we're talking about this morning here on Cap and J Hood, 312-332-3776. So what do you think of Patrick Mahomes now? Uh, let's go back to the phone lines to talk to you. We say hello to Antonio and Logan Square on Cap and J Hood on ESPN 1000. Antonio, good morning. What up? Uh, good morning. Um, how honestly I feel uh, in the second half yesterday, the Chiefs came out. As Courtney said, they made no penalties. They were ready to play. And going into a shootout between these two teams, you're never going to win scoring 11 points against a Patrick Mahomes. You know, so I feel like. The Eagles needed to do more to score that, you know, they just didn't compete more in the second half. And I think that takes nothing away from the penalty, because if you look at the other side of it, the Chiefs uh, could be saying, oh, uh, they didn't call the pass in, uh, the pass interference. We lost, you know, so it could have went either way. But that doesn't take nothing away from both quarterbacks playing great. But you're going to need to score more than 11 points to be in a shootout with a Chiefs team who has uh, Patrick Mahomes at quarterback, you know. Antonio, we appreciate the phone call. Leaves line open, 312-332-3776. Listening on the ESPN Chicago app, Aurora, Colorado. Here's Ken on Cap and J. Hood. Good morning, Ken. Hey, good evening. How are you guys doing? Oh, good afternoon. Well, thank you. <laughs> good, good. Hey, uh, before I get started, uh, Courtney, I just want to tell you how great of a job you do being the, being, being the Bears reporter. I, I love listening to you. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Yeah, you're welcome. And I also love the fact that you put... Uh, my guy uh, Bradshaw in the top five. I think that's awesome. Someone told me that I hadn't had my coffee yet, which they're right. I'm drinking tea this morning. But if we're looking, again, it's criteria that no one's list is going to be the same. But if we're basing it on body of work, that includes Super Bowls. I mean, he's 4-0 in Super Bowls. So I think, I know I'm going to get some pushback on that, but I, I appreciate that you appreciate my list. Yes. Yeah, I mean, 4-0, okay, yeah. I, listen, 4-0 in Super Bowls, and so is a trainer for the Steelers. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. um, what was I going to say? Oh, uh, what is up with, with Mahomes? That guy, is he's actually superhuman. It makes me, it drives me crazy how now awesome he is. 
and he's so likable. How does he do it? I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, second generation uh, athlete. Great genes. Starts there. Or is, is, his, is his father the former baseball player? Yeah. Yeah. Played for the senior. Cubs. Yeah. Oh, gosh. And How twins. did I not get that? They were showing, oh there was God. video of it, I think. I don't know if Major League Baseball's Twitter account was, I saw it on Twitter yesterday. It was circulating of Pat Mahomes when he was pitching for the Cubs, and I heard Ron Sano in the background, so it brought me back. And I yeah. just think about how so many of these athletes and guys that we see at this stage, the genes and the genetics that it takes to be a freak athlete, that's one thing. And he certainly has that. Mm -hmm. But looking at his numbers, he had to be perfect in the second half in order for the Chiefs to orchestrate this comeback. Nine of nine for 69 yards and two touchdowns targeting wide receivers in the second half. Mm -hmm. He had the third highest completion percentage in the second half in Super Bowl history. I looked at the list. It was Phil uh, Phil Simms' 100% completion percentage in the Mm -hmm. second half. I, I don't remember Super Bowl 21. I wasn't oh, yeah. alive then. I'm sure that, you know, my former self that covered the league pre-1970 <laughs> AFL-NFL merger would know that. Yes. But, um, I mean, Breeze, Drew Breeze in, in the Super Bowl with the Saints was 94.1%. Mahomes, 93% in the second half. That's, like, there's one thing about being, like, genetically built for this and having the skill set and all of that. But to be perfect, the precision element of that yes. is otherworldly and that's that to me is the thing i want to get like you know the inside story on like how did he get that good where it's not just the shovel passes and the things that come out of his hands sideways that are so miraculous to watch Mm -hmm. like it's the pinpoint accuracy that doesn't miss a beat yeah and the the playing basketball in cleats is in those those shovel passes it's not what the classic quarterback would ever do. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a matter of fact, he was right there on the precipice of turning the ball over once when on that one of those shovel passes in the first half, I think. Yep. It's crazy, but it just shows you how crazy athletic you are. And if you're going, you're not going to be disconnected at that moment. At least you shouldn't be. Super Bowl, big spot. You can't be disconnected. You have to know your teammates. It's not some regular season game in September. This is on the line. You've got to be able to connect. And this is why, numbers aside, just look at the results. Patrick Mahomes was able to get it done for the Kansas City Chiefs. And this is why he stands alone at the top of this generation. We already mentioned him as a top five quarterback, and rightfully so, uh, based on where he's going and the arrows pointing up for Patrick Mahomes for sure. All right, coming up next, Cordy and I will go around the National Football League. We'll talk about the Super Bowl, also some other moves around the NFL we'll get to. And if you're on hold, you will be on the air. 312-332-3776 is our phone number. With Courtney Cronin and Jonathan Hood with you right here on Chicago's Home for Sports. Here's today's headlines, headlines. with Captain Jay Hood. Good morning, Chicago. The Chiefs won the Super Bowl 38-35. Patrick Mahomes received his second Super Bowl MVP award. The Colts plan on hiring their Eagles offensive coordinator, Shane, what's the last name? Steichen. Steichen. As, uh, thank you. As head coach, also Northwestern got their first win over the number one program in, is that number one? Is that the first time to beat number one? Show? Yeah. First They're, time in program history. That's yeah. crazy. Aren't they like one in 18 now against number ones? Something crazy like that? Northwestern, their first win against a number one program. They took down Purdue. 64 to 58 at Walsh Ryan. Jay Moore. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Cap and Jay Hood are back on Chicago's Home for Sports.
ESPN Chicago. Nick Foles sucks. He sucks. I'm just a fan. I'm not a football evaluator. I love the Green Bay Packers. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. I won't win it. He starts to come and then he pulls out. This is a really thickly built guy. I mean, what's the answer you're looking for on these things here? Going around the National Football League here on the Cap and J Hood Morning Show with Courtney Cronin in for Cap. I am Jonathan Hood. Thanks so much for being with us here as we review Super Bowl 57. But there's so many nuggets around the NFL. Here's Shay Norling. Shay? Well, it is a Super Bowl edition. We will get to the Colts uh, choosing to not go with Jeff Saturday in a moment. But I want to start with oh, something we talked about off Wait a minute. I thought. I thought the owner, Ursay, said, if you want to be against him, go ahead. <laughs> I'm telling you, this guy's a winner. <laughs> what happened to that, Shay? What happened? Ursay has convinced. I guess they wised up. Well, no, wait a minute. He told us. Do you remember this, oh, right? Yeah. He was laughing at the media. You want to be against this guy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is he chewing straw when he was saying you that? You saw too? it. You watched it. <laughs> I think he was. May have been chewing something else. I'll leave that alone. <laughs> right. All right. So what else is going on here? Well, I want, we talked off air a little bit about this. What happened to the commercials? The commercials used to be a highlight of the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. What was going on last night? It's the least I've paid attention to them. I have very little recollection of most of them. The one moment that sticks out to me and on social media was Michael Keaton reprising his role as Batman. Other than that, maybe the dog thing, but I don't even know who the advertiser was. The thing that stood out to me, I'm not a Tubi watcher, but apparently they have the same interface as Netflix. Mm -hmm. Didn't know that until that Super Bowl commercial. And the dog one where she's the girl's laying in bed and it's just like um, going through her life because she ends up as a child. She starts as a child and ends up with her own baby and the dog's looking a little gray in the face. That one pulled at my heartstrings. So... Those are the only two that really stood out to me. This was a down year for commercials. Nothing really stood out to me. Um, saw a lot of Serena Williams. Saw a little bit too much to- uh, Tony Romo. Maybe I think he was in two spots, wasn't he, Shay? I think he was in two commercials. Any Tony Romo is too much Tony Romo. Both times he was on screen, my friend at my house said, There's your guy! Both times. <laughs> that was the only time I really looked what, at the commercials, What was he in besides the Michelob commercial? Couldn't tell you off the top of my head. Was, I just, was I, all I see is red when he's on my TV. And, and the Michelob commercial was the extended version. So typically, what I've noticed, that we kind of get a tease of Super Bowl commercials, like one or two air before the Super Bowl. And the shortened version of that Serena Michelob ad with the Happy Gilmore uh sort of bit that they were doing yes. did not feature Jimmy Butler. But well, we saw Jimmy Butler in there last night. I had to do a double take because I didn't know he was a Michelob guy. He's a Michelob guy, which is really different for the NBA. Michelob and NBA really don't, at least <laughs> at least not that I've seen. Um, so it, it, it just shows you how social media can ruin things as well. So what was the first commercial we saw? Dunkin' Donuts. Was it? Remember? Is that a regional thing? Ben or is Affleck that- and J-Lo. Ben Affleck as someone who was working the the window at Dunkin' Donuts, and we already saw this. Shay, didn't we see this like uh, like a month ago, two it, months ago? Yeah, I made the Friday folder. It was sometime That's in January. Right. I brought up Ben Affleck was he missed the Golden Globes because he was serving people Dunkin' Donuts out of a Dunkin' drive-through in Massachusetts, I think in Weymouth, and. Uh, yeah, so that was the first commercial. Hoodie, part of it, too, is these commercials are on YouTube a week ahead of the Super Bowl. True. Everybody sees these before they air for $7 million for 30 seconds. There was a ramp up to the Maya Rudolph 
commercials about her, the Mayas, the Soviet M&Ms. I didn't understand it until we actually saw the commercial. I'm like, oh, it's a riv. It's actually the Mayas uh, are not real or they're, they're, they taste like clams, I yes. think. So it was supposed to be a riv on M&Ms like, yeah, this is nasty. This We're not go- really going with this. Clam tasting M&Ms. The Mayas. I got. I, I thought that was. It was. That funny. one went over my head because I thought they're doing the Mayas because people were so upset about the M and M's themselves taking on certain characteristics or <laughs> whatever. They had to like do away with like gender roles for the M and M's. Yes. So that's why they turned to the Maya Rudolph. <laughs> I think. It's, are they going to go back now? I don't think. Yeah, I think they're going back okay. to what it was because so. they. You see the M M&M and M in the backdrop, like cut doing the cutthroat thing. Uh-huh. Like this is terrible. We're not really doing this. Was the Breaking Bad one? I didn't watch the show. That was. So, was yeah. that good? It was. But from good. a Breaking Bad fan. But just for like. You know, save a lot all the uh, chips, though. That's the whole thing. Popcorners. <laughs> you see this, Shay? Popcorners. I'm telling not- you, the more you talk about the commercials, the less I feel like I watched. Maybe it's my own attention span, but it felt like in the game, the second the game stopped, I was on Twitter. I love Breaking Bad. I just am surprised that both of those guys um, were selling us popcorners. Like, I'll never buy that. Why would I buy that if I know Doritos? Popcorn. Was there a Doritos ad last night? Because typically, Lay's, Doritos, nope. I don't know what Ruffles falls into, but they always have something. Yeah, did not see one. Huh. Nope. I'm looking through the list. I did not. Shay, what else do we have? Oh, Bradley Cooper's mom. That was weird. Go ahead. Uh, Chris Berman's going a little viral <laughs> for some post-game commentary we have the audio <laughs> of here. Let's take a listen to uh, <laughs> to Berman here. <laughs> Happy Black History Month. Two African-American quarterbacks starting against each other in the Super Bowl for the first time. Fittingly, February 12th is Abe Lincoln's birthday. Here we go with the highlights. Here's Shay Norlick. Shay? What is he thinking? <laughs> My question, when I saw it, you see his face change in the moment. I'm wondering if he brought that nugget with him, thinking that was like the money shot, or if somebody put that up there on the prompter, and he's like, what the hell am I reading? But just get through it. There's no way. That was ad-lib, by the way. That was not on the prompter, unless he typed it in. There's no way a producer would allow that to happen. You stay out of this, Courtney. you got a, you got a, a great uh, future ahead of you here. Don't put me. I don't want to put you put it in this, but this is just ridiculous. Really? Uh, you know, two black quarterbacks making history, and, and he, he freed the slaves. I mean, what? You talk about inappropriate. Seriously? Don't you say anything. I won't. I'll, I'll no, 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 you got a bright <laughs> Thank future. Thank you for protecting yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, please. I'm putting you. I don't want you. You think to that's going to go on the bottom line? <laughs> yes. I don't want you to say anything about that because we have to protect you. That's what I'm here for. All right, Shay. Get off the line, Shay. We're in a, in, a, in a segment. Come on. All right. The other thing, the <laughs> Super Bowl tried some experimental grass. This became a big story because everybody was slipping and sliding all over. Nobody could keep their footing. We saw the Eagles kicker, Jake Elliott, on a kickoff. It looked like he almost lost his leg yes. falling down. Yes. Uh, so the question, they spent $800,000, Woody, on this grass that they prepared for two years. Can they get a refund? Oof. Brutal, right? It's the same grass that was at Brutal. Soldier Field. That's that Tahoma 31. And I heard um, Nick Bolton was on KJM this morning, mm-hmm. and he was talking about when the Chiefs played out in Arizona earlier this year, that the grass was actually worse. Like The, the cool thing about that stadium, because I've stayed long enough after games to watch them 
lift up the turf and then wheel it out of the stadium because they let it, it the grass is it's real grass and they have it outside and they let it grow out there but i we go through this every year they spray paint the entire field it's not just the obnoxious nfl logo at the 50 yard line which is too big or the super bowl 57 logos even though guys were slipping there i mean did you see i think it was isaiah yes. pacheco i thought he was doing a death drop at first when his right leg buckled oh. beneath him that scared me and i thought that was choreographed and then i realized it wasn't and that's what made me think my goodness this grass is not safe but every year this happens in the super bowl because they don't care about the players they are spray painting it green because it looks good on tv Odell Beckham Jr. tore his ACL last year because that turf is sticky and it makes it worse when the turf is spray painted. I just, I, you hear about the seven stud cleats that guys were having to change into to be able to, you know, work through the surface. And at halftime, it's like 75 people out there trying to fill divots. That's yeah. like worse than playing golf with me. It's just, it's just, you know, what's disheartening for me is to the greatest athletes in the world and you just can't take care of them. You just can't take Player care. Player safety doesn't matter yeah. when the bottom line then, and the dollar signs matter more to the NFL. But that's a whole theme for Roger Goodell is about player safety, but it really isn't. No. It really isn't. Does it's anybody just, actually think that, though? No, no. Besides I mean, the placating that the NFL does to, like, promote that in the choreographed press conference we saw the other day where we were told the officiating's never been better? It is. Um, it's so disappointing because if you really care about the players, if you really care about player safety, you do everything you can to keep them safe. This is a, a concussion aside. We're just talking about the field, Shay. There's no way that that should look like an ice rink out there. Isn't it kind of a sick twist of irony, too, that the, the players spent all season saying the turf's no good, it's too hard underneath the turf, we need grass everywhere. Then they give us the grass, and it's the worst playing surface oh, of the year. It's so disappointing. And it's, I just, the irony in all of this is that that's the grass that they replaced the grass with at Soldier Field yeah. after the debacle the Kansas City Chiefs were in, the first preseason game, after yeah. the Elton John concert, that tore, or Bad Bunny, whoever it was, it tore up the field. Mm -hmm. And the grass that held up miraculously well at Soldier Field this year was the grass that ended up costing the NFL $800,000. I don't know if you can get a refund on that. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't know so. what the insurance policy is, but can't I think return, they... Can't return that. <laughs> I don't think that you Experimental can do Experimental grass. There are, a lot of, there are a lot of ways we can go with that. Nine o'clock, we'll hear from Alex Brown, his thoughts about the Super Bowl. But coming up next, more of your phone calls, 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. And some thoughts from Andy Reid. The Chiefs win the Super Bowl. We're getting your reaction to everything that you saw for Super Bowl 57. That's next on the Cap and J-Hood Morning Show. Cap and J-Hood are back. Just when I thought I was out. They pull me back in. On Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. We'll hear from Alex Brown coming up at 9 o'clock here on the show, along with Courtney Cronin and Jonathan Hood with you. Courtney is in for cap here on this Super Bowl Monday. 312-332-3776 is our phone number. Let's go to, oh, there's a Philadelphia Eagles area, Dennisville, New Jersey, listening on the ESPN Chicago app. Here's Brian on Cap and J Hood. Good morning, Brian. Hey, how you doing, sir? What's Alrighty. up? All right, thanks for taking my call. Hey, give me your opinion. Uh, if you agree with me, disagree, whatever, somewhere in the middle. The other night, I'm watching uh, the NFL awards show, the NFL, you know, give out the awards to everybody on NFL players. 
For example, uh, Prescott gets up on the stage. He showed a great video. His mom passed away. His brother. It really got to your heart. You know, we're touching this and that. And then you hear somebody in the fans booing. So you hear the word Dallas Cowboys. Like everybody yells. And even that commercial, Dallas still sucks. It seems like all week they're saying uh, someone's got it in for the Eagles. It's like, why can't there's some good fans out there and some bad fans? But the bad fans, do you agree? It kind of hurts the Eagles and big plays like this. Even like the Penguins, I always curse out the, what's the name, Crosby, and the Penguins keep winning Stanley Cups and Flyers don't. Do you agree? But some fans got to watch their mouths what they're saying, plus it fires the other team up when they yell things out at the other opposing players. Well, as, well as, far as, um, as far as Dak Prescott's concerned, I've always believed that it's good to have white hats and black hats in sports because that's what makes sports go, go round and round. If everybody were good guys, it would be boring. Dallas Cowboys and Dallas Cowboys fans are polarizing, without question. And you look on social media or if you watch these television shows on ESPN, what's one of the top topics? It's always the Dallas Cowboys. So when he gets booed, that does not surprise me because that Dallas Cowboys star is polarizing. But as far as fans are concerned, Courtney, I mean, fans are fans. Again, you'd rather for them to be able to have an emotional investment than not. Yeah, and... I've seen. I mean, I've seen it firsthand in Philly how passionate those fans are, and in directing hatred towards the opposing fan base. And you know, that's that's a staple of Philly sports. I think there's a line you don't cross. But am I surprised that Dak Prescott got booed? Am I surprised that first off, Demarcus Ware got booed yesterday when they announced the Hall of Fame, you know, class? I think it was like right right before halftime, right before Rihanna, whatever it was. Yeah, and. People were like acting like that was an outrage. Like, this, is a, this is a Hall of Famer. Like, you're in a stadium that's half Eagles fans. Yes. Of course that's going to happen. The NFL Honors one, though, I didn't, frankly, I didn't really know how. I've covered it before when it was in Minneapolis and the Super Bowl was there. I didn't really remember a whole ton of fans being there. So was that, was that Philly play? Well, Philly players wouldn't have been there. Was it people in their circles that would have been attending? Because Mahomes, when he won MVP, uh, FaceTimed in to to accept the award. So players mm-hmm. on both those teams were there. So who was booing? I don't know. I don't know. But I didn't think they allowed fans in NFL honors. No, but I mean, but I know that that was a story because I read about. It. I heard this on the air from someplace I was listening that Dak Prescott got booed. It, I didn't blink because that's just the way it is when you're the part of the Dallas Cowboys. You're polarizing. Your owner's polarizing. So, Brian, from Dennisville, New Jersey, you should know, being in that Philly area, that Eagles area, that, hey, fans are going to be emotional, and rightfully so. It, it makes the sport. It's not just the players. It's, it's not just the ownership. It's not just the stadium. It's we as fans that, that create that emotion. So should they watch their mouths? Yeah, you don't want to go over the top, but you have to be passionate. I have no problem with that. Brian, we're glad you checked in. Appreciate your phone call. Leaves line open, 312-332-ESPN is our phone number. Keith is in Mokina on ESPN 1000. Hey, Keith. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. As far as the commercials go, I thought there was one one really, really great commercial, the Dodge Ram Electric posing as an ED commercial with the broken <laughs> fishing good. rod and everything. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was I thought that was hands down the best commercial of the Super Bowl. Is there a close second? Um, you know, I, I did like the dog one as well. I did like the dog one as well. That was kind of heartfelt. So besides that, I thought it was overall boring. But let's talk about the game. Yeah, and Pat Mahomes. I hardly I cannot see how this is anything an argument towards his greatness and, and his MVP. And I think it's the wrong MVP. 
He had a defensive touchdown to help him. They had special teams set him up. There's two touchdowns, and he threw to two open receivers that you or I could have made that pass. Yeah. This, I think, is the wrong MVP. I am sitting there every He's unbelievably talented and most athletic quarterback in, in the league. But this is not a, a resume builder for his greatness. I'll hang up and listen for your comments. I just think that when you get a, a championship and you're leading that championship, it definitely is part of that LinkedIn resume. Absolutely it is. To Keith's point, if Nick Bolton has that second scoop and store, score, if that stood, yeah. then I think he's Super Bowl MVP without mm-hmm. question. We don't, you know, there, I think a lot of people actually picked – there are more defensive players. Anybody not named Hurts or Mahomes, because I, I had picked the Eagles to win this game, and Hurts was my MVP. Me but too. outside of the two quarterbacks, there were more, at least from what I saw with our ESPN poll, there were more defensive players being tabbed as potential. Not Nick Bolton, not a linebacker, right. but more like a Hassan Reddick, a Chris Jones. I was just going to say, I think I heard this week Hassan Reddick was the yeah. most bet player for MVP. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think that's a great sign when there's a defensive player who can crack the the mold there but what Mahomes did and you know I'll I'll push back a little bit on that like I understand Kadarius Tony and you know Juju Smith Schuster were wide open the use of motion I mean the the use of misdirection all the things that Andy Reid did to dial those plays up if you want to go ahead and say that there should be co MVPs if Andy Reid should get a slice of that Patrick Mahomes still executed the play at the end of the day he still led this team on that drive in the third quarter to you know show hey my ankle's okay I- I'm here that was a five minute and thirty second drive mm-hmm. and that gets them within three points like he kept this game close and then he ends up after forty seven minutes leading the Chiefs to take the lead. You can't look past it and say, well, the defense did this, Andy Reid did this. Patrick Mahomes is, again, the centerpiece of this team. In totality, he's very much the MVP. But I do think had Nick Bolton had that play, if that one stood, they'd be hard-pressed to to not give him Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, I'm not going to have anyone redefine sports or redefine moments for me. I'm, we're watching the game. We saw how great Patrick Mahomes was. And again, if the quarterback position is not just the one position that makes everything go round and round. It's got to be defense. It's got to be players being able to make plays. So the idea that Patrick Mahomes wasn't impressive to you, he couldn't care less. He's got two championships. That's how I looked at it. That's how I look at it, and that's how he probably looks at it as well. We're here from Alex Brown. His thoughts about the game yesterday, big-time Super Bowl win for the Chiefs, 38-35. We talk about it in two minutes on Chicago's Home for Sports.